Welcome back to the Trusted Visions Weekly Podcast. This week, we're going to wrap up the topic we've been talking about all month of building a successful recruiting or recruiting successful recruiting OSJ or enterprise. This week's topic, while a lot of people may think is not very important, there it's it's vital because frustrations can come about with you as the recruiting OSJ or enterprise with your broker dealer and their business development team. Should you not take necessary steps to engage that business development team. And so today's topic is how do you as a successful recruiting OSJ or enterprise align yourself with your broker dealers business development team to ensure a streamlined recruiting process and to ensure the, you have the most success possible with that, that your, your broker dealer. And so I'll kick this off and, and then kick it over to you, David, you know, I know when throughout my career, it's very important for you as a recruiting OHA and enterprise to build a strong strategic relationship, probably more importantly with the recruiter that covers your territory with that broker dealer, but also the entire business development team. And it's, it's a relationship that you've got to be able to be open and honest with one another. And, you know, the recruiter has to be able to feel like he or she can push back on you when it comes to David, your payouts and pricing just really aren't competitive in the marketplace. A lot of recruiting OSJs and enterprises are gonna look at that as, you're just crazy, go out and find new people. Well, that's not always gonna happen. And so you have to have that give and take relationship. In addition to that, throughout my career, I would always, for any of my successful recruiting OSJs and enterprises, I would meet with them twice a year. At the beginning of the year, towards the end of the year, or the beginning of the year, we'd meet to really have a, a new year planning session of what did we do last year in recruited GDC? Where did we see successes? Where did we flounder and not do well? And what do we want to set our goal at for this year? And more importantly in that meeting, David, what are you responsible for as the recruiting OSJ and enterprise? What is myself as the recruiter and the broker dealer responsible for? And what I mean by that is, marketing. Who's going to do the marketing? Are they going to do drip mail letters? Are they going to do email blasts? Who's going to do that? And who's going to be responsible for the messaging? How, how involved are you going to be in the process as a recruiting OSJ or enterprise in, in the recruiting process? And then we'd always meet mid-year to say, where are we at based off of the goal that we set at the beginning of the year? Are we falling short? If so, why? And do we need to tweak something with that, with that whether it be target audience, whether it be payouts and pricing, whatever, or did we exceed that and we set our, set our goal too short? And so with that, David, what are your thoughts on how a recruiting OSJ or, or enterprise should align themselves with the broker dealer business development team? I think you uh, hit uh, right on the, the main topics. I, I bring it up a lot and it's, it's, it's a partnership. It, this is when you're working with your, not only your broker, your current broker dealer and working with your recruiting team, it's truly a partnership. So the communication is key, as you said, you know, talking with them, meeting with them, finding out where you're at. But also, as much as we talk about it, and we've we kind of a recap session of having your value proposition, understanding your value proposition, communicating that value proposition, not only to management at the, the your broker dealer, but also your recruiting staff. Because like you said, there's, there's a give and take. You know, they'll be able to give you some highlights, some other things you may have not considered when it came to your value proposition. 
but making sure they understand your value proposition. When they're running into uh, opportunities and candidates out there, they can get those to you pretty quickly and have a process in place, as you said. You've got to have some kind of a process in place of how the communication is going to flow, looking for advisors, taking advantage of marketing, and putting, uh, putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, for one, you want to make sure that you're, you're finding the right people that fit your, broker, your particular branch and working with the right partners. Now, like you said, if, you, if you're assigned to a particular recruiter, working with them, but also branch out. You're going to find opportunities if you're covering more than a geographical area when it comes to your OSJ. Make sure that you're also plugged into those recruiters also and that they understand your value proposition and, and be able to communicate that back and forth and have that process in place of once you find a lead, what are the next steps? Uh, because the last thing you want to do is kind of trip over each other, trying to figure out payout structure, things like that. Uh, kind of get a very simple process. You make the introduction phone calls, we get everything digested, we build a plan, we'll either let the recruiter run with it, then they bring it to you when you've got a little bit more information digested on that side. But also a big part of that is if you're having success and you're starting to build a branch, you may not have a lot of leverage with your current broker dealer partner when it comes to your, uh, your TA packages that you can offer any recruiting advisors, but have that, have that conversation with them. It, and if you're having any kind of substantial growth, that gives you a little bit more leverage to say, hey, let's talk a little bit about this. Is there anything that I can do as far as a TA package to negotiate a, a little bit better deal uh, for the advisors that would come under my branch? Since we are a true partnership, uh, I need your help uh, to make sure my branch only has success, but we also bring you guys more business. And you know, twofold, we'll, we'll have a lot of those conversations if you're making a, a change from a broker dealer to a new one, we can negotiate that in there for you, but it's just keeping that communication channel open and making sure that you do have a partnership. It's not just one-sided. And Deb, anything you would add there? I think David covered everything perfectly and very succinctly. I, I really couldn't. Um, you know, the one thing then, and I, and I think he already said it, you've got to have You've got to build your value proposition. One of the things that, that I always like to do was to basically put together, you know, a one-page recruiting plan, right, with any OSJ that I, or, or branch that I, that I worked with. This way you manage expectations. You clearly set, right, in that plan and put it in a document that states, you know, who are the parties that are responsible for this, who's part of this team, what the value proposition is, who the ideal candidate is, right, that you're looking for, and that's going to give who is that perfect, you know, rep, who, who are we looking for, um, and then exactly what is, what's going to be the, the steps that we're all going to take, and who's going to be responsible, right, who's going to be accountable for those things, and following that, and, you know, Jeremy, and I know you said that you worked, you know, you got together a, a couple times, I've done it where it's been a little less. And then we've also, you know, I've also worked with groups where we had calls, just had calls monthly, right? And gave monthly updates for some of those, you know, those branches that were really wanting to be aggressive. Um, and, you know, really important to that BD, you wanted to make sure that you, you kept in clear communication with them and let them know what you were doing. Um, and kind of, again, all part of, you know, I, I like to talk about managing expectations. Um, and so you've got everybody aligned on the same page. 
and so that's that's what all I would, would add again. You all and and you know David said was was fantastic. Yeah, and I would add two points to this: is as a recruiting OSGA or enterprise, every recruiter or business development professional with these broker dealers has an annual goal that they have to hit, and their bonus is based off of it in one way or, or another. And so as a recruiting OSJ or enterprise, if you can help them and to be successful in achieving and exceeding that goal, I'm confident you're gonna get more business from that, that business development professional. However, on the flip side of that, if you're gonna hinder their ability and you're losing a lot of deals because you're not competitive or you're not following through with the advisor, like you said, Deb, of being engaged in the process, it is very likely that you're going to not be getting as much business from that recruiter because if they don't hit their goal, at least on a consecutive year over year basis, they're not gonna have a job long. And so it's important for them to hit the goal. And you know, like I had mentioned with these meetings twice a year, to me, it's, it's a love-hate relationship between the, the recruiter and the recruiting OSJ and our enterprise. And you've got to be able to have open and honest conversations with one another and not take it as, you know, they're trying to be offensive or insulting. It's those business development professionals are in the weeds in that territory day in and day out, 365 days a year. And so leverage them and their expertise of what they're hearing, what the pain points are, and how competitive you are or aren't because otherwise it's just going to lead to frustration and we hear a lot in what we do from these recruiting osjs or enterprises hey i want to make a broker dealer change because i'm not having success in recruiting and that's great we'd love to work with you but let's dig a little bit deeper of why you're not having success because just mm -hmm. making a broker dealer change doesn't mean you're going to have success the second thing and i know this is a little bit off topic which you guys razz me all the time but that's what i do <laughs> is I also think it's important for recruiting OSJs or enterprises to meet at least quarterly with their compliance or supervision team, whether you're doing the, the in-house supervision as the OSJ or enterprise or the broker dealer is to just make sure that they don't have limitations on your growth. And I've seen it a lot throughout my career where the recruiting team's all about, you know, closing business with you as a recruiting OSJ or enterprise but the supervision compliance team are saying, hey, you're, beyond, you're behind on email monitor, you're behind on trade monitor, we're not comfortable with you adding anybody. And so having those quarterly meetings with people that play a vital role in your success in recruiting OSJ or enterprise within the broker dealer is extremely important to ensure that long-term success. Anything you want to add on to that, David? I, that is... Perfect, Jeremy. It's, that was going to be my next step because we always talk about the warm and fuzzy. We always talk about the positive side. We talk about recruiting and, and uh, building a plan and doing all the, the things that we want to do. We talk about uh, the value proposition. We talk about all the fun and fun stuff. But just like with your clients, when you meet with a client every single day, they have obstacles. They have not only in some cases, they're absolutely huge uh, hurdles they have to overcome, not only emotionally sometimes, but you, you're absolutely correct. When you're dealing with compliance, you want to make sure that not, there's not any big things in the mix for the broker dealer that's going to take mm -hmm. them off task for the next few months. And having that communication line open, that recruiter may be working on a very large deal for another large branch that are bringing on board. And they may not have the capacity to help you 
in the next three to six months, depending on what's happening in their world. And understanding that is a good thing. It's like, okay, we'll either put it on hold or start looking at another little option, or you have to focus a little bit more on recruiting because what it comes down to is it's feast or famine sometimes in our world. And you want to keep, keep a consistent pipeline of finding a couple of advisors here and there and keeping those conversations open and that dialogue moving. Because if you go six, 12 months without having a conversation about your value proposition and having a conversation about somebody joining your branch with any advisors out there or with your broker dealer or with your recruiter, uh, you're not going to be uh, in ev- anybody's game plan for every single day when they're, when they're doing their job. Yeah. And in addition to that, and I know I've heard some recruiting OSJs and enterprises have been invited to go to the home office um, to present to the business development team. I personally would strongly encourage if your broker dealer is open to you going out as a recruiting OSJ or enterprise to their home office, granted it's time taken away from your business to present to the business development team, jump all over it and take advantage of it. In addition to that, when you're at the national conferences or the broker dealer events, the top producers conference, whatever, make it a point to spend some time with the recruiters within that broker dealer and just build those relationships because we hear it all the time from recruiting OSJs or enterprises of, hey, we'd love for you to help us recruit, which we'd love to help everybody, but there's only so much time in the day. And so what it really comes down to is the recruiters and business development professionals and even third-party recruiting firms like ours, that you do build those strong strategic relationships with, you will see more lead flow that from that than just expecting, hey, I'll get a lead. Um, and you don't have that relationship. So anything you want to add, Deb, before we wrap up this month's topic and, and next month we move into another topic? Now, I think you said it. You, you said it fantastic. And the only thing I would add, just real quickly to add on to um, a little bit off topic, but from the relationships and even with the OSJs that are recruiting, building and talking with the, going to the home office, meeting with the other recruiters, the other business development, you talked about presenting to, to home office. Uh, you know, it's just, again, it's, it's even when we talk with advisors that are joining a new firm, right? And, and we talk about what, what next steps are. I just can't reiterate enough and stress how much the importance of building those relationships with the home office are um, for going forward and for working together and when things come up. And so if you're recruiting your OSJs, I mean, it just, again, I think if you're really building those strong relationships, whether it's with the recruiters, whether it's with compliance, whether it's with the operations people, right? Just solidifies a really good experience ongoing for you and your advisors. And that helps the retention of, not only you, but it helps the retention of your advisors that are joining with you. Absolutely. David, anything you want to add before we wrap up? No, I think that's great. I think it was a good topic. I think we covered a lot. Perfect. Well, again, one last point I would say is if, if you're considering being a recruiting OSJ or enterprise, make sure you're talking to some of your peers in the industry of whether they feel your value proposition and payouts and pricing are competitive and don't consider them as a threat. I mean, most recruiting OSJs and enterprises want to share like ideas. We at Trusted Visions help a lot of OSJs to talk through. Some of them like our feedback. Some of them don't because we tell them you're just not going to be competitive out there, but leverage the expertise of firms like Trusted Visions or even your peers. So I hope everyone has enjoyed this month's topic. 
Next week, we will move into March's topic, which it'll, I'll keep it a secret until next week. Um, I hope everybody's having, having a great week, and we look forward to talking to you next week.